This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Friday, March 4th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Toyota is looking to answer dealers when they ask, Dude, where's my car? We'll get into the details a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Sony has been flirting with the auto market for a while now. In January at CES, Sony unveiled its second concept vehicle. Now it has a partner. Honda will team up with the electronics giant on a new joint venture to develop and sell electric vehicles. The two Japanese companies say they will form the JV this year and want to start sales in 2025. The new company will sell its EVs in the U.S., Japan, and Europe. Production sites are still under consideration. Honda CEO Toshihiro Mibe says the initial enterprise is expected to be small, but the Honda boss says that tying up with a tech company is crucial to innovating the business. Our Hans Grimel has much more on the plans at autonews.com. In other news, the Detroit 3 automakers are dropping the mask mandate at most factories in the U.S. In announcement late Thursday, the companies and the UAW said factory workers in areas not deemed high risk by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention no longer have to wear masks regardless of vaccination status. The union and automakers joint task force said that each company will communicate when the changes go into effect for their facilities. Masks will continue to be made available at plants for workers who want to continue to wear them. The news comes after the CDC revised its guidance, and new data indicate that COVID-19 levels have dropped enough that more than 90% of people in the U.S. can go without masks. The Russian assault on Ukraine continues to roil the auto industry. Several more developments to report. Magna is halting operations in Russia due to the invasion. The supplier has a significant presence in Russia with six plants and about 2,500 employees in the country. Magna recorded $345 million in sales from Russia in 2020, or about 1.1% of its total revenue that year. Also halting work in Russia, Volkswagen Group. It stopped production at two factories there that produce Škoda models. VW also suspended exports to Russia. Nissan said it has done the same. And Mercedes-Benz is planning to cut production at some European plants because of a lack of parts from Ukraine. Turning to mobility, Ford has sold Spin, the company's electric bike and scooter outfit. European micromobility operator Tier Mobility is buying the company. Terms of the transaction were not disclosed. Ford acquired Spin for $100 million back in November 2018. It operates in more than 100 cities with a fleet of about 50,000. And finally, Rivian. The EV startup is reversing course on price hikes, at least for existing reservation holders. As you may recall, earlier this week, Rivian raised the sticker price of the R1T pickup by 17% and the R1S SUV by 20%. 
Those increases applied to both new customers and current reservation holders. After a customer backlash and an onslaught of cancellations, however, CEO R.J. Scaringe yesterday said in a letter to customers that prices for pre-orders as of March 1st will roll back to the previous amount and customers who canceled orders can reinstate them. Scaringe writing that Rivian, quote, broke the trust we have worked to build with you. The base price of the R1T pickup rose from just under $70,000 to almost $80,000. The R1S went from $70,000 to $84,500. And that's the news you need to know. With more customers ordering vehicles rather than buying off the lot, Toyota is joining rivals in trying to provide dealers with better information about when those vehicles will arrive. We'll get into the details after this. As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question, and honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I, and they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach, and then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. If you go online and order a pizza or a pair of shoes, you hope to get a pretty good estimate for when it will get to you, and you likely get repeated updates throughout the process. Many auto dealers would like the same kind of communication from their manufacturers for the vehicles they order, especially those ordered for specific customers. Our Larry Veliquette explains how one automaker is trying to address the need. Larry Veliquette, welcome back to Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. I kind of feel like a co-host now, but yeah, thanks. (laughs) So you've got some news. Uh, When you're not co-hosting Daily Drive, you're still a a reporter and a dang good one. Uh, You've got some news about what Toyota is planning for next week's NADA show. What's what's cooking? So uh, one of the things that Toyota is going to talk about in its make meeting uh, at NADA next week is what they're calling Project ETA. Uh, which is uh, something they, they've had uh, cooking around on the books for uh, what they said was up to uh, four or five years. Uh, but now, because of the pandemic, they've, they've got the impetus to launch it. It's going to launch later this year. And what Project ETA answers is, dude, where's my car? <laughs> so this lets people track their cars that they've ordered? Yeah, what it, yeah, what it is, and and maybe I, I should explain it fully. Um, what it is is the uh, it allows dealers once once they uh, order a car and a VIN is created, it allows dealers to really track that VIN 
through the entire, both the production process and the logistics process until it shows up at their driveway. Uh, it, so it's, it's really kind of a, a, a representation of information that's, that according to Keith Robertson from uh, the, the uh, head of uh, supply chain management at Toyota, it's information that they've always had, but it's never been quite user-friendly enough to communicate it. And, and now what they're doing is they'll, they'll be able to show, if I'm a dealer, if I'm a Toyota dealer or a Lexus dealer, they'll be able to show me, okay, I ordered this Camry uh, on, on this date, and it's, uh, you know, it's still in the factory or it hasn't quite been, been uh, scheduled yet, right? And if I want to make changes, I can, still, I can still make those changes before, you know, while it's still scheduled and it shows me as it as it's uh, you know goes through the factory when it gets out and it shows me the logistical milestones as it as it makes its way toward my dealership and gives me a far more accurate uh, way to tell a customer when their car is going to arrive. That sounds great uh, but you're saying this is really just a function for the the dealer for the dealership employees it's not something a customer can look at, like they would track, you know, an Amazon shipment or a pizza? Well, uh, right now, uh, as I understand it, it's going to be limited to the dealership and the, and the employees of the dealership. And if they want to share that information, I think they're able to, you know, on a, on a VIN basis, they can uh, allow their customer to watch, you know, to, to get the same notifications that they would get. Um, but it also it, it's it while it generates the information for every VIN, a dealer doesn't have to get notified of you know of each milestone for every VIN. They can choose to watch, uh, you know, if they've got a, a hundred cars in coming in, and they only you know they they really want to keep track of these five. Mm -hmm. uh, they can you know just choose to keep track of those five, or they could choose to you know keep track of all one hundred on a you know a minute by minute basis. So you said they've been working on this for several years, uh, but but only are just now coming out with it. Yeah, it's a funny thing. This has been a this has been a uh, what Keith said was a top five dealer priority for several years, uh, but really until the pandemic and the the inventory crisis that followed, uh, did it become a number one priority for those dealers? And and when we talked to the dealer heads for both Lexus and for Toyota they communicated this right they and really other other uh councils leaders have told us this as well when we have so uh, such a large percentage really a, a i think historically unprecedented percentage of consumers who are either buying from the pipeline or or even ordering vehicles uh, they really want to know when their order is going to show up and so this is a way uh, it, it allowed them that because of that fact, it allowed Toyota to put resources toward fixing this problem. And that's what they've come up with. So whether it goes, whether the customers get their, get the data directly or it goes through their, their salesperson, it really seems like a no brainer, especially as so many vehicles are getting ordered these days. Toyota can't be the only brand working on this kind of thing. No, they're not. And, uh, you know, this is really, I think, uh, an outgrowth of uh, 
<laughs> of both the pandemic and and really the change in in the way that uh, so many American consumers shop uh, and you know and order goods off from you know order online. It's really an extension of, of digital retailing, right? Mm-hmm. If I order uh, something from Amazon, uh, I get a notification now when it you know when my order's processed when it's out for shipment and when it's out for delivery and then I get a picture of it on my on my porch. Well I don't know that we're ever going to get quite that level of detail uh, you know where, where they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna say hey this this uh, Camry has been delivered to your dealership here's a photo of it. Uh, I don't think we'll have that but I do think that we're gonna get uh, far more information uh, than we've ever gotten before. And like I said, this is something uh, General Motors did this a year ago, just something similar. They're using uh, the OnStar uh, information, hmm. the transponders from OnStar. Uh, they've launched what's called VinView, uh, which is a, a similar a similar thing that that allows consumers to to track their vehicle as it makes its way to the dealership. Uh, Volkswagen uh, is is uh, trying to get a much better handle on its ordering and, and where uh, where vehicles are. And you have to remember, Toyota and Volkswagen have two of the longest supply lines in the industry, right? The to- <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, at least at least uh, for U.S. consumers. Well, and they're just they're the two biggest automakers in the world with truly global operations. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as, as Volkswagen, uh, you know, painfully discovered last month, right in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Larry, thank you so much. This is a really an interesting development in digital retail. Sounds a, a little overdue, but but maybe also right on time. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Jamie, and, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to see this in action. It, it probably will not go what are what there's they're going to talk about it at the at the dealer meeting at the make meeting in las vegas it probably will not go fully online until the summer uh that's what keith said but uh when it does i think i think it'll be life-altering for at least for toyota dealers and lexus dealers yeah we'll see um also maybe maybe finally we'll start to have some vehicles in inventory <laughs> wouldn't that be nice <laughs> that'd be something thanks again larry see you in All vegas right, thanks jamie That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on retail operations and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your workday routine. Have a good weekend until Monday when we all get back to work.